0: I think it's pretty universal to Christian parents to be uh, prayerful at some point in time or another for their child to marry a godly person, and we'll be talking about that today and why that prayer is so important. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He leads our parenting team here at Focus. Danny, you and Heather, I know, have been very intentional in your prayers for your kids. How about in this area of future spouses?
1: I'll have to admit that not quite like Jody talks about. Oh. Uh, yeah, she <laughs> sets really. a high standard. She does, really aspirational, sporadic maybe at best. I mm. I could do better. This is a great reminder for me to to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we certainly talk about their future spouses, but to pray for that future spouse, I know I've uh, that's a, it's a good intention. I haven't been consistent with that, and that's okay. This is a great reminder, and maybe it is for a lot of parents out there. As they lean into this part with yeah, their kids. I
0: hope so. And uh, you mentioned Jody Burnt. Uh, she talked with Jim Daly about this. And um, as you're hoping to see your child get married someday, I think you'll be encouraged by what Jody has to
2: share. Jody, uh, you cover in the book Praying for Your Child's Future marriage yes now of yes. course uh some people say ah oh, with focus it's always about marriage well we are a marriage and parenting ministry, yes yes and we realize not everyone will get married and that's good and paul yeah. talks about that yeah and, and you know. i think
3: we also can pray for our kids to thrive in a single situation, yeah, sure. you know, we want them to be wherever God has them Correct. to be not defined by am I married, am I not married, right. am so I we're dating, not, not dating, we're right, We're trying right. to make
2: an idol out of sure, it is sure. the point. But yeah. for most people, they will get married. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of interesting because Jean and I have been doing this, you know, for years praying for the boys. But even thinking about, in our case, those two women that are out yes. there, two girls that have been yeah. growing up, where are they? Where are they? Um, are they in Colorado or are they somewhere else in the world? I mean, it really is a mind boggler when you start praying for your kids' future spouses. And, you know, you're going, wow, okay, who is she? What is she doing? And
3: then I will tell you when they come along there is no greater joy than to be able to say it's you well talk about that you know? your a talk yeah. about
2: your prayer and your prayer with robbie how that impacted your marriage and then how the lord answered your prayers for your kids
3: when robbie and i got married well robbie and i um i we met in college and um i thought he was super cute but i didn't think that he was <laughs> uh, my type i was um kind of <laughs> grungy flash dance i'd grown up at the beach and um he was preppy and scored away and real put together and and I also had grown up really in the Jesus movement. I was what he would have probably called the G- a Jesus freak almost. You know, a I, Jesus
2: hippie. I was, I was,
3: <laughs> and and he had been in an Episcopalian church and was very buttoned down in his appearance and in his faith. And so I just set him up with my sorority sister because I thought they would be perfect. And that match didn't really take. He and I, um, he and I, got to be better and better friends, and then fell in love. And he asked me to marry him, and we'd never really talked about getting married. It was right after graduation, um, and he he had asked my parents, gotten my dad's consent, but it came as a bit of a surprise to me. But I said yes, you know, and it seemed like a good idea, and it turned out to be a great idea. You know, No, never a
1: second thought. As, <laughs> I'm asking myself, as, where's yeah, this as going? As soon
3: as the yes was out of my mouth, I was like, this is a right and good thing. But then later, somebody asked me, they said, how did you know Robbie was the one for you? And I thought, well, I don't know how I knew. So I asked my parents. I was like, that's an interesting question, isn't it? How? And they said, well, I'll tell you how you knew. It's because your dad, this was my mom, she said, your dad and I always prayed that Job one ten prayer again, that God would put a hedge of protection around you that, you know, anyone who wasn't his choosing wouldn't be able to get through. And also Colossians 3.15, that the peace of Christ would rule in your heart. And so those two prayers that they prayed over my growing up years when I said yes and had that peace and rule, that, that ruled in my heart, I knew it was the right yes, and that was an answer to their prayer. So yeah, we started praying for our kids' eventual mates, um, really, from the time you know our, our children were conceived. We knew they'd be growing up and one day falling in love with somebody and doing the whole leave and cleave thing, and it has been such a delight. We have two married children and two who are now engaged um, with weddings coming up soon, and when each of those people hit our radars and we knew they were the one, boy, what a treat it was to be able to look at them and say, it's you. You're yeah. the one I have poured these prayers into over these yeah. years. And yeah. that
2: that's the right outcome. That's what you want. Now, I've got to ask the opposite question. Uh, maybe those parents that have been praying or haven't been praying for years uh, about their future child's mm-hmm, spouse, mm-hmm. and then now they're in conflict because they don't really think that person is the right person for my baby.
3: Yeah, boy. And I, that's more common than you'd think, yeah. even within the Christian community, you know, and, and even when your child's chosen mate is a believer, it might not be the one that you think is the best match. Boy, that is tough. It's very tough. But I'll tell you what, day one, when when that union happens, you are on that team and you're supporting that team. I mean, mm. all the studies show that when parents support, the marriages thrive, and when the parents don't support, it's a lot harder. So... um I think if you've got a, a child that is married to somebody that you weren't sure was the right choice, you just say, God, they are married, and how do I get on board with this? Mm. Because we know, right? God's the Redeemer, He's the Restorer. Yeah. And I love what Tim Keller says um, in The Meaning of Marriage. He says, We all think we're looking for a soulmate, the exact right person, and that right. He said, You always marry the wrong person. Because even if you marry the right person, the minute you get married, that person changes <laughs> right. and I look at that like like college jody that Robbie fell in love with, love with was way more fun than like new wife and mom jody right, <laughs> right. you know and and I just think each uh, college Jody was different than newlywed Jody was different than Mom Jody, which is different than empty nest jody, and each time. I think I change, and it's so great of God that he allows us to grow and change together and learn new things about putting one another first.
2: You know? Well, and, and what I'm hearing you say, if you as a parent are in that spot, keep praying. Maybe double up those prayers. Double if, up those if, prayers. I would say yeah. two
3: things. If you're praying and and your child's not married yet, and you're disappointed and you're wondering, when is that person going to come along because my child's 25, 35, 40, you know, whatever two things I would say, um, keep praying, but also speak life into the things that you see God doing in your child so that their identity doesn't become tied up in with, oh, I'm married or I'm single. Mm-hmm. Because we know Scripture's full of married people and single people yeah. that are honoring God and being trophy cases for his glory. You know, I love that Isaiah, um, I think it might be Isaiah 61, where we're going to be a planting of the Lord, a display of his splendor. Our lives can be that. That's the whole point of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. To bring glory to him, single or married, we can do that. So I would say for that parent, go ahead and pray for your child's spouse, but don't bring it up to them. Um, affirm in them what you see God's doing in their lives. God's made you so compassionate. God's made you so smart. God's made you so
2: funny. Well, and I'd say, you know, maintain that relationship. Yes. That's key. Don't push them away because of your over-the-top control
0: issue.
3: Absolutely. Uh,
0: Maintain that relationship. That's number one. And there's an element here, too, where prayer is is both uh, an expression of the heart and permission to God to work on my heart, yes. right? I mean, it's it's something you mentioned yeah. yesterday. It's not um, a magic formula. Yeah. So there's a whole scope of things you're talking about where God isn't obligated to answer your specific prayer. He might have something bigger, right?
3: He does have something bigger. Has God ever stopped at our little prayers? Oh. I think he's always, what does <laughs> Ephesians say? It's always immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Hmm. His ways are always bigger.
0: Well, Danny, how have you seen praying for a child's spouse make a difference? I mean, it's practically.
1: Yeah, no, I've seen people do this uh, in counseling. I've seen some young men and women do this on their own because they've heard somebody say it. They've they've gone in intentionally with this. And I've seen it in two different ways. One is I want my spouse to be a certain way for me, and so I'm praying for that, Mm. more of a consumer approach. And we've talked about that. And there's a contributor approach. I really am caring about this person that I want to be with, and I want to line up my heart with learning how to love that person. And in preparation, uh, praying for that person's well-being, their spiritual health, and in the process praying that I prepare for the uniting and the attachment to this person and the loving of that person that God is creating. And so there's two different approaches. One is I'm praying... So this person's a certain way, out of anxiety, maybe fear, that I, I don't want them to mess up, I don't want them to be in pain, this one, it's a molding and shaping in both of us so that when we enter, we can be steadfast in our commitment to one another. Mm. And so, yeah, it, it it's dependent on, on, on really our heart and how we enter into that prayer for the other person. And I've loved watching uh, young people be very faithful at doing that on a consistent basis. And when they pray for their preparation and the preparation of their future spouse it's exciting to see when it comes together and when you do see that that gives them discernment mm-hmm. as they're choosing the person to be with
0: yeah and of course um, this is not a cure-all this is not a promise that if you pray a certain amount then your your, your child will marry this perfect spouse as as Jody made very clear um, we don't a five and a half times.
1: Yeah. A year, John, that you pray for that. (laughs) Yeah, we we don't marry perfect people. We don't show up
0: as perfect people. So um, praying for a godly spouse is really a pretty critical thing to pray. And uh, for more ideas on how to pray for your kids, just get a copy of Jody's book. It's called Praying the Scriptures for Your Children. It's a terrific resource, and uh, we're making that available uh, today. When you make a one-time gift or a monthly pledge of any amount to this ministry— We're listener-supported. We rely on your donations to continue making great resources available to parents. And we'll encourage you to pray about making a donation. Do so, and we'll send this book to you. The link is in the show notes. And for the whole conversation with Jody, just stop by the show notes. We're linking over to that and other parenting resources as well. Uh, More from Jody next time. And for now, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, Thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Messing up at school can be embarrassing, but Average Boy is used to it. He tries, fails, and tries again thanks to help from his friends Billy, Jenny, and Sarah. Join Average Boy in his very first fun-filled novel called Average Boy's Above Average Year. He deals with bullies, homework, and more while following God and showing God's love to others. Check out this book, perfect for the 8 to 12-year-olds in your life, at AverageBoy.org. That's AverageBoy.org.